dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you can hang with them boys in that league, dog, by the time you got into, like, junior high school and high school, bro, you're a beast. You're ready to go. But the problem was is I, I, my parents had already came up with all my money and moved me on the other side of the track. So I was going to my school, which was the championship school. But all my homeboys and all the, all, the, all the ones that hit hard, they was going to the other school. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't think so. We just heard you loud and clear. Hold on, it's always doing this weird thing. Oh 
Welcome back. You guys are back on the bench, on the bench podcast with Bubba and Pink, home of sports music and mayhem. All righty. Don't forget we're on all, and I do mean all, podcast streaming platforms, including here on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. That was uh, Muse, uh, W, period, E, period, W, period, S, my experience, right, songs uh, with one of his new records there. I had to ask who that was. That was a totally different vibe. That yeah, was- yeah. Yeah, that man. that '80s show, I believe, is uh, is that '80s. Yeah. Uh, so he's bring, definitely bringing an '80s vibe with that. Yeah, you need to be on the stage with with no shirt on and some sultry maneuvers. I don't know if he's ready for the no shirt vibe, but hey, I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, it was a, it's a dope record, and he's yeah. he's continuing on with. Sometimes though, you might be able to just sing so damn good it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have my shirt off, and nobody can tell me nothing. <laughs> There you go. He definitely has one of those voices there. Uh, today uh, on the bench, we have a, a good show for you guys again. We're talking about, of course, the MVP. The NBA was announced yesterday. You got LeBron and Curry going at it. And, of course, that means then that brings all type of foolishness and uh, crazy topics. Uh, Anthony Davis uh, is, 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 is performing admirably. How long will that last? Uh, you got Hopefully not very. <laughs> Usher has been uh, quite, Usher, the R&B singer, he has been quite um, uh, active in the media last uh, few weeks or month, go, even going back to his Tiny Desk concert. He's, Must be yeah. dropping a project soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, uh, you know, he has been hospitalized. We're going to talk about that a little bit there and got a twist on that. And if we get to it, we'll talk some messy there in soccer. Uh, and all of the drama he has going on here on the bench. Uh, I, I like to start the show a lot of times with some things I, I think about throughout the course of the week, course of the day. And I have a, I have a story that I wasn't, I wasn't going to even talk about this, but I just I had and, to. And I'm always fascinated by what you're thinking about during the week <laughs> and during the day. Last week it went pretty well when we reposted it and yeah. stuff. But, uh, no, seriously, these are real thoughts. And this week... Um, the theme, I guess, of around the thought is women's intuition. It it really ain't shit. It's, it's not a real thing. Wow. Um, and I'm gonna tell you a quick story here. And like I said, these stories, man, it could be from a long, long time ago. It could be from yesterday. I have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea, but it's your story. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, let me see how, how I'm going to word this, because I'm sure this guy is going to be listening to the show as we're Facebook friends. So, OK, so I go out with a group of friends and a family member and we go out. Right. It's guys. OK. Now, it's, so that means there's uh, four of us. OK, there's four of us. We go out. And two of my friends, they find out at a place that we're at that they talk to or have dated some of the same women, right? Because there's a lot of women As here. As you or, or amongst each other? Am- amongst each other, but I'm there. I can hear them talking No, to I'm saying like oh. they're realizing that they might have dated the same women. Yes. Not the same women as you did. No, 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 not as I did. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, as them, uh, each other themselves, right? Because you know, one woman will come up, and 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 then you know, and and after the night, they say, "Oh yeah, I talked to this, that, that. oh you talked to her. What about this?" And then, so after the when the night, when that 
when that event or that um that place ended where we were at, yeah, okay, then they started to realize and talk about it how many women that they interacted um with together. All right, I think that's called Eskimo Brothers, <laughs> but they didn't know Eskimo Brothers. They are in the know. They do it on purpose, right? Really? No, I didn't know that. I okay. thought if you smash the same person as another person you become eskimo brothers with that person oh okay, okay i didn't think it was like we know like no oh, okay it's just one of those like it's exactly like you're talking about you you're going about your business and next thing you know so instead of going home after this we um <laughs> who wants to go home we you know we we continue tonight and we go to other places a lot of other places and um when the night is over everyone's you know drinking everyone's drunk and uh, one of the person is driving in the car. All right. Now, and and, and I, I use friends. I use friends loosely here, as I one of these guys I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, That'd be pretty loose. You know. Um. I. You know. I, I don't really know this person that well, but everybody else does. Um. And he's actually, a, he's a prominent figure in in, in Orlando, and that's 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 the farthest I'm gonna go with that statement. <laughs> So we're in this vehicle here. You and Mayor Buddy Dyer. <laughs> and other friend, <laughs> my other friends. I'm not alone with this person. And a call comes in, the Bluetooth. Um, this is one reason why anytime I'm on in the in the car well, if you're in the car with like homeboys, you, you generally you're safe on Bluetooth. But anytime I'm in the car with any a woman or anything my Bluetooth always goes off because you just never know who can call and what can happen. Well, I was going to say, there's no reason on earth to be on Bluetooth with other people in the car. That's idiotic to me. Anyway. Yeah, I don't care who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if it's you, Bubba. <laughs> so, um, right? So, okay, he has, he takes that call. It turns out that this is, a, um, this is another guy calling him, okay? And I don't know if you can see where this is going, but... <laughs> Is it trapped in the closet? <laughs> what do we got? They have, you know, s- s- conversations. This guy is playing both sides of the field, okay? He's, he's, he's in both He's in both camps. Now, everybody's in the car drunk, but uh, for some reason, I'm the only person that's understanding what's going on in this very moment. <laughs> and I'm trying to get eye contact, and nobody's giving me eye contact. And I'm like, do you not hear <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and um, and I mean, and they're getting explicit too. I mean, you know, and and but wait, and, please, tell <laughs> I need to know how explicit. I'm talking about. Come on, man. man. Explicit. Come on, no, come on, man. Give us something, man. Okay, so all right, so the guy calls. He's Your like, booty hole tastes better than KFC. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? He's like, you know, you know, where you at? I'm coming. I'm coming to you. And uh, and well, and he said, but I can't talk right now. He said, don't embarrass me. I got I got my homeboys in the car. Don't embarrass me. And then and I said, I don't get you know. I don't want to sit and do the voice, but you know, I don't care about who's in the car with you. And, and, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on this. You know, I, I don't care people's sexual preferences and nothing like that. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I have a point coming to the story. Pink just want to hear the explicit content. Okay? <laughs> All right. That's the only reason I'm diving into this. So Make, make me the bad guy. <laughs> so he's like, you know, I'm coming. And when I, when I get there, you better be butt naked laying on the bed. I'm going to get in that ass tonight. <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm like, 
What is going on? You don't hear this. And nobody's like, look, I can't get out of contact. What are these other two guys doing? I mean, are we they, are drunk. Are I, they passed out? They're, no, they're up, but they're just like one is on the phone and one is just zoned out and, you know, and things like that. I'm not sure I've ever been drunk now, enough to miss that. I'm trying to get the eye contact of the person that they share women with. Right, right. These two guys, like, if anybody should eyes be wide open, <laughs> should be the guy that you just slept with the girl he slept with last night. Like, <laughs> it should be alarming to you, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy, and I ain't wearing no protection either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got your attention, did it? And then he was like, and then the, and then the guy is, you know, he's, he's driving. He's like, oh, you know, don't worry. I, ain't, uh, I, I, I didn't get no girl's numbers today. You know, I'm not going to do you like that tonight. And, it, and then the guy's like, you, you you better not. Okay, but anyway, okay, that's enough of that. All right. So the point to that is, and 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 there's a lot of men that, that, that you know, that plays the both sides of the field. That's like a normal thing. And that's why I say, because a lot, none of these women know, okay, if women intuition worked, one of these women would know. Okay, like that's that's like you would have to find that out. Like it's not hard to find that out. Okay, it's not hard to know. I, I don't know how women intuitions work or whatever. Maybe somebody comment or call. I don't know how it works, but I would think. And, and other things too. Like I, I, I just that, I don't think I don't think it's women intuitions. I think that's bullshit. I think that's something a woman way back in 1800s made up and then it just stuck throughout the uh, history of mankind. I think women are just naturally nosy, so they just eventually find out things because they're sticking their nose in everything. Well, I was going to say, like, it, it, <laughs> the women's intuition could really just mask that, like, they are thinking that their guy's cheating. And it's, oh, wait, I was proven right on that. Must be my intuition. <laughs> right. It's like, no, you went into this expecting this outcome. Exactly. Like, you, it was not intuition. You didn't, like, magically wake up one day and go, hey, I think something's off. <laughs> like, no. Not at all, man. No, yeah. And that's that. And that, that's my point to this, is that all these women, and this, you know, this person that's taken down, he's taken down quite a few. And that's another reason. That I, and it was in that moment I was like, I need to get out. I need to get out of this game, man, because this is a wicked Wicked game, it, because when you really think about it, you know he's having sex with all these women, but these women are having sex with these dudes, and and you know I could I'm still somewhat in this Orlando circle to why I can, and then things get, and then you can just get you know, and it's oh my gosh, I gotta get out, man, I gotta get out. I, I, I text I texted my ex and I was like, let's just get married. And I'm <laughs> What are we doing here? <laughs> Gotta get out, man. Save me. <laughs> what am I doing? That's crazy. But yeah. Know. That's funny, though. Uh, <laughs> I can't say it really changed your behavior, though. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are on the bench, on the bench podcast. I'm up in pink over sports music and mayhem. That was some mayhem, all right. It's a little mayhem, all right. <laughs> Let's get to some sports, man. All right, so uh, I I I I think the wait, biggest wait wait, wait a minute Go ahead. like when when the call ends, like there's no like awkwardness in the vehicle. Or? There's no awkwardness because I'm the only one that really caught it. And you're not looking at this guy like I'm looking, but you he's know he's just ignoring you. 
I mean, I, well, I, what talking about the, 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 the guy? Yeah, the hat that took the call. Yeah, the guy that took the call can't really see me. I'm behind in, in the car. Uh, but he wouldn't right. suddenly act a little suspicious, a, a like tiny wonder, bit. Wonder, but once wonder. he once he looks around to his right and back, and you see, guys got, passed out. Are uh, 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 not paying attention. He's nah. in, in the clear. I'm good. <laughs> Full speed ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. I got to get these clothes off quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I got places to be, man. <laughs> That's awesome. This is sick, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ray uh, of uh, Coach Baruti. What's up, family? Yeah, enjoyed my appearance on his show the other day. Yeah, that's right, man. The Woodwall Show and and and, and Baruti, man, puts together those pop up shops and 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 those conversations, man. It's always awesome. Uh, and Ray, shout out to Ray. He said the women are definitely nosy <laughs> and naturally insecure. That's something we missed. Yeah, yeah. naturally insecure. I like that. I, I I think that too. Yeah, I think that too. Um, yes. So I think the, oh, that's probably a better one? that's probably a better term for what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That that natural insecurity, just they're always wondering and questioning, and then like when something happens, they just say, "Oh, that was my intuition." And no, that was your that was your natural insecurity. Biting you in the ass. Exactly. There you go. Good there job, Ray. Go. Yeah, Ray knows how to tie these knots, man. He's, I liked it. He could tie any shoe in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest, I think, the biggest headline in, in, in sports right now is this uh, LeBron Curry matchup here: Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, the Lakers go up one zero last night, and um, first of all, it was, a, it was a good game. It was a really good game. Sadly, I I passed out at halftime. I was exhausted. They're gonna start so late, man. Yeah, it was tough. But, but uh, yeah, be prepared. Uh, That's gonna be like uh, at least ninety percent. They might get. They're gonna get a Sunday game. Well, no, the um, weekend game tomorrow. It's like a nine o'clock. That'll be better. Tip off. Yeah, yeah. No, I think and I, and you'll get to the weekend. I I think they realize what they have in this marquee matchup, and they're actually trying to avoid. Playing as many of these games as possible at ten thirty. Ten thirty, yeah. Because they they know that that impacts things, and so yeah, yeah. East Coast rules, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you got this thing here. Now uh, we, we know we we have heard all the breakdowns. We know the teams. We know this is going to be a really exciting series. Um, and 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 and, and we're going to talk about the game and the series a little later when we bring up Anthony Davis a little later in the show. But I I I wanted to open the sports segment with this. Because what happens in sports, man, when you get these titans and they go against each other, it's it's just you get foolishness, man. And I call it foolishness. So now you have like Stephen A. Smith on TV, and then you got all these people on social media, and they're saying, okay, so if if if, if Curry beats LeBron and they win another championship, then you have to put Curry over LeBron, and you have to, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just. It's just I, 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 first of all, I really hate it for LeBron. I think, um, and this is so many thoughts going in my head because, but let me finish the first one, right? Try to I, sort them out here. Yeah, I really hate this for LeBron because there's always, a, 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 there's always a negative, a big negative in every one of his runs, and I know it comes with being a titan. But the problem is, the people that's always compared to him in that moment which it always changes and i go through the names they don't carry these same negative connotations when they lose or in these bizarre scenarios they don't carry uh negative connotations on the other end if curry loses it's all well yeah yeah we'll see him next year curry's great still you know if lebron loses all oh, curry takes his place 
He, LeBron falls to top ten. He was just number two. Now he has to go all the way down out of the top ten. Like all of this, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy, man. That's number. That's the one. Two. I always say, we talked, we talked about this briefly. You bet you had a good point about plumbers and stuff like that from yeah. back in the day. But one of my main points is just, it's just LeBron has faced more titans, more high level competition than any other superstar that in the goat conversation and it's and it's really not even close right um and 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 and, and we don't value that so they talk about all the losses that he takes but they don't talk about who they were to that's number two number three they talk about curry four rings lebron four rings if he wins five and four but but there's no context there's no context in the first time they played each other. He didn't have Curry. He didn't have Kyrie or or Kevin Love. He had Matthew Delvadova running around the whole entire series on him. He had guys that's not even in the league anymore. That's on that was on LeBron's team. Like like there's there's never any context. There's never any context to to the the the, the final MVPs and the, how many times Curry was actually the best player on his team. Like like, like that just doesn't exist. For a guy like LeBron, like they're not in the same weight class. It's like, it's like, it's like Ali against uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Like they're, you know, it's, it's, it's a completely different titan of weight class. Like you, I, I, Curry has would have to like have a string of five years of sh- another sheer dominance of a career to be put on the same breath and plateau of a LeBron, Michael Jordan, guys like you know what I mean, which is a very short list to begin with. But it, that, that's just what it is. You, I, you know, you, he, he just doesn't belong there. He just doesn't. It's like a, you know, it's it's like a piece of chicken in in, in a fruit bowl. Oh, piece of chicken in a fruit bowl. Okay. He just doesn't belong. <laughs> I don't know. Chicken is still great. I like chicken. Chicken's better than a damn fruit bowl. I tell you that. <laughs> Send that fruit bowl back to the kitchen. Um. I, I know I, I get what you're getting at. I mean, and and to me, really, the the big swipe of this is is just the the culture of comparison. And you know, we talk about this a lot. It is it, it diminishes what you're watching and what you're enjoying. And it's you 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 have to before the series is even started. There's always like hypotheticals. If this happens, if that happens, and it, it gets absurd. Like you have to just let the thing play out. Now the weird irony, and this could work out as being 100 percent true. Um, and it's almost perverse in its irony, is that you know if the Warriors win, Curry is the best player on the Warriors. If the Lakers win, Anthony Davis might be the best player in the series for the Lakers. And kind of that almost goes back to like the KD and Steph playing together. So you almost kind of come full circle where maybe LeBron gets one of those in his favor. But but that's a but that's a but and that's another iron to this like. And, and and it should be like that. Like LeBron is in year twenty something. Like nobody even makes it this far, and and it and is this productive. Like like you know, yesterday in in a, in a game full of twenty year olds and whatever, LeBron was the second most impactful defensive player in the entire game. All right, and still gave you whatever 22, 24 points, or you know, whatever that was. Like he was the second most impactful defensive player. He was blocking shots left and right. He, was, you know, he's playing really good defense. He was in tune. All right, like like it's a completely different. Like it's just, it's just a different book. It's not. Well, they're not the, even the, in the yeah. same. They're not even in the same stratosphere. Like I, that, that's I, I don't I don't understand. I, I, my brain can't 
wrap my head around it. I don't. I don't get it because, like, there's a couple ways to look at it. If, if you, and I'm not necessarily in favor of these conversations. I want a good series. I want the Warriors to win, and I want them to win the title. That's what I want. Um, but in this whole thing of comparisons, it's like. LeBron suffers in a way. It's like gunslinger syndrome. He's the you know he's the guy, and he's the guy that everybody wants to take down because he's basically the top guy. His career is unprecedented in basketball. In some ways, it's unprecedented in the history of sport to be this productive for this long, you know, free of scandal, free of whatever. It's amazing. Um, but if you just leave it at that, like, what's your talking point? And even if he's in another stratosphere, now you could take it literally and say, like, oh, well, if, if Curry wins and he has five of LeBron, you do put him in front. Here's another thing with the stratospheres. We all know LeBron's out in this crazy stratosphere. But by beating him, theoretically, what stratosphere does that put Steph into? And even if it's not putting him above LeBron, LeBron's still that, like, the, the, the lighthouse that you're comparing all this to. How close does Curry get to that with a fifth ring? How much does he distance himself from other players of this era or even, you know, even players of the past like your Magic Johnsons and Larry Bird? Realistically, it's going to place him high, right? Right, but, but, but I think but, like, but, when we're but, looking at it, we're saying how high and how comfortable. And it's almost like you throw uh, – throw something, a spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Like you throw it out there at LeBron because he's he's the lighthouse. But then it's like we know that's not really going to happen. But then, okay, well, how comfortable are we working our way back saying, well, Steph's better than this, Steph's better than that. It's almost like a weird like way to start the conversation. Yes, but Curry, I, like uh, what I'm saying realistically, because I, I'm, I know where the conversations will go and where they will land and where they will stick. Right now... I'm I'm only frustrated with even the the scenarios, right? Of the what you know, what ifs and, and the but realistically I know this thing. But even then, if you go gets to five, like he's not the same, he's not as impactful. He doesn't carry the same weight as these other Titans of the past or or LeBron. He just he just doesn't. He's a different kind of player. He's he's within this Golden State system with all of these you know, great, awesome players. Now that's that's not his fault, but as a result of that, his his burden is his burden is much much less than these other guys. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter which one you, which one you name. Whether it's the Jordans, whether it's the Lebrons, whether it's the Larry Birds, whether it's the you know, uh, 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 um, especially after when Larry had to carry uh, w- with the injuries there uh, with the Will Chamberlains and the the, the whatever. Um, you know, uh, sort of that's sort of my argument with Bill. I mean, you know. Um, and, but I understand people, they don't care about context. Sports fans don't care well, about but, context. But, okay, Sports but, fans but, care about the end result of the ring. You get a ring or you're not. But then how do you then, then how do you take away Robert Ory's and all this? I don't understand how it some it, it's good for the goose, but it's never good for the gander. The argument is almost only as good as the arguer. And if you're going to say, like, low mental capacity people, it, it really gets a name quickly. But, like, there's a subtlety to the argument of Steph that I think is, is interesting. I mean, of all the great players, like, he he appears to be as much the everyman as any other player. Like, everyman as what? In terms of just there's nothing extraordinary physically going on. He's not a giant. He's not hyper-athletic or those sort of things. And so there's this thing, like, you look at the other big names that we just dropped – 
he physically doesn't fit. It feels like you're inviting your younger brother to the party. But the accomplishments are starting to stack to a point that you're like, does it fit? Like, And where does it fit? That's how I look at it. I'm not looking at it, he's going to surpass LeBron. That ain't happening. But like, I do get this thing of like, damn, like this is a hell of a career. And where does it fit among these big people? Literal big people. And I also think, you know, and you make the, you know, the, and it's and it's to a degree a valid argument that, you know, systemically they're very effective and whatever. But then you look at what he did this past weekend. And like, he was the system. And like, and I'm watching the first half of game seven. And he's doing so much. And nobody else is doing much other than, than Looney rebounding. And I'm watching this like, they're up or down with two points at half. And, and I'm thinking, this is not sustainable. They're not going to win if if somebody else doesn't start hitting shots in the second half. And they really didn't. No, and, and he did. And, and, and he did. And, and he did. And he, and, and he has done that in other points of his career. Right. At the and, same and, way. The, 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 the issue that I have is that there's been so many moments like to where his other, his other teammates has been that engine. It's the same way that he was. That these other greats have not had. Clay has been that engine. Game six, Clay, when he has literally done the exact same thing or more than Steph and that. You know, Iguodala, when he was the engine to that. That's why he won yeah, Finals but, MVP. But every great I could keep player going. had tons of great. Not, guys. not that was the engine. Not that was. They Larry, weren't the Larry reason. Bird, Larry Bird played with a bunch of Hall of Fame. Magic but, Johnson, played but they with a bunch weren't. Of the, the, they weren't. They weren't the reason, like, throughout the finals. James, James Worthy had a triple-double eliminating the Pistons in that series, in the Game 7. I mean, yeah. it, it's happened. It's not unprecedented. It's, it's, it's happened. You understand, stars have good games. If Philly if Philly goes and wins on the championship, James Harden scored 45 in a really big game against the Celtics. Mentally, that's good because they've been whooping our ass for five years. Like, like stars have stars that have good games. Like, I'm not right. saying that. Right. Uh, 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 there was a series with the Bulls versus uh, the Supersonics where Gary Payton was destroying Jordan, things that people don't talk about. They had to switch Scottie Pippen on him, and that's the reason why they won the series. You know, like, like, like I understand. It's not all about scoring 60, the, 70 the, points. The same, Sometimes the, same, the same thing with uh, when, when the Bulls played the Lakers and won their first title, the, the adjustment to get Pippen onto Magic Johnson changed the series. Yes. But so, like so you, I, but underst- I understand. I'm saying, like, we can go through every major player and find moments where teammates or adjustments helped, were made. That but helped. they weren't they, they weren't the engine. Like you, you can't take it away that Iguodala won the finals MVP. Like you can't you can't take yeah, but things people away look that at, people look at that and it's always like how is he finals MVP? He contained LeBron to 38 points a game or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, but it wasn't only defense. I mean, Iguodala was an all-around player. I mean, the, 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 he was. the he offense was centered around him. He, he was averaging, what, averaging over, it had to be over five or six assists. You know what I mean? It was scoring. It was defense. It was rebounding. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. A lot of these times, I mean, Curry is only really, he's, 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 he's not only just shooting. I know he's generating space for his team and things like that because of the gravity that he pulls. But his, 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 impact, really, his impact really stops at, at, at that. These these other superstars, they're two way players, and LeBron is a is a damn three way, four way player. If you include his leadership and his ability to um it, to, to assist the ball, get his teammates involved in the game, on top of scoring and defense, you know, uh, uh and that's what I'm saying. And, and Jordan has had that. I mean, Jordan had high assist season where he was the the engine. He had high scoring, and of course, they talk about his defense, and 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 the same thing goes on and on with the Kobe's and the Tim Duncan's and the Olajuwon's and the uh, Kareem's and the Matt. Magic, you know, I don't think Curry has never 
has never had that impact, that overall impact that these other Titans have. But at the same time, I agree with you. Whether whether he wins this year or not, they're going to put him up there because of the end result yeah, of the four rings or sure. the five rings. For sure. But my point is, he doesn't belong there. He's never had that. He's never had that type of impact or 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 burden. And and, and it's not. I'm not saying that. He, I you know. I don't think we can confine ourselves to what we think the burden is or what we think the 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 engine looks like. And we have to accept what he is. And, and and then you look at the success that he's had being what he is. And it's it's up in the upper tier of, of all NBA accomplishments. Um, and that's that's how you got to measure this thing. I mean, to be fair, he didn't have a ton of help in the finals last year. You know, he, he wasn't injured at Curry. Wiggins, Wiggins was phenomenal. He was good. He wasn't phenomenal. Andrew Wiggins was phenomenal, man. By, by the his defense, by his the defense was by, outrageous by on Tatum and Brown. By the comparison that uh, of other great players on title teams, it wasn't. No, no, no. Charts. You can't do that because you I have can. to. You have to add the impact of defense. Just because Curry don't play any, uh, don't play much defense. He but has also, gotten better. Also, also remember, defense remember, matters. Remember how the game in Boston when when Draymond was in the shitter. And Curry like baited the crowd and kind of got everything. Going. That was low key leadership. Curry was the moment. best. Curry was the best player. No, no, but but I'm saying you talk yeah. about leadership and all this other yeah, stuff. Yes, that was huge. Yes. Draymond was was in crisis mode individually, and Curry in Boston hit shots early, got going, did the gestures, got all everything directed at him, and, and kind of like got a reprieve. But you know, throughout for, this for entire Draymond. run, ninety eight percent of any basketball for not. Like Fashionado, people that know the game are going to say Draymond is the leader of that team. Like can, I know, I know, yeah, he, I know Curry's that. at moments. I could say, I know Curry's at moments, that, but, but they're going to, they, that's what they're going to he's say. He's a different type of leader. That's what I'm saying. We can't look at things in in prototype boxes and accept that that's it. There's different types of leadership, and that thing he did in Boston, that's probably not something he talked about or gave a speech. I mean, he gave a speech before Game 7, and people were like, he almost never does that. Like, there's different ways people lead and do things, and I just think he he belongs. He's, he's not at the Jordan, not at the LeBron level. I'm not ever going to make that argument, but he belongs among the game's greats. Yes, and, he's and, a great and, player. And, and that, that's all you got to say. Like, yeah. I mean, what, what are we arguing about then? I'm I'm not I'm not arguing. I'm talking about <laughs> the foolishness I started. I'm talking about but the foolishness see, of LeBron. This LeBron Curry. But I'm and I, yeah, I said like that. But that's where that yeah, goes. Yeah. Like it's you. This is why I don't like endorsing idiot arguments, and in endorsing it by even giving it the credence to say, oh, hey, let's whatever. If you're dumb enough to think that this you know will, would vaunt Curry above LeBron, you're probably too dumb to continue watching basketball. <laughs> so stop. Go do something else. <laughs> Play checkers. That's a real dumb game. <laughs> Seriously, maybe I'm good at checkers, toe. man. <laughs> Doesn't say much about <laughs> checkers. I mean, come on. Who gives two craps about checkers, man? Once again, you guys are on the bench, man. On the bench podcast and Bubba and Pink, home of sports music and mayhem. All right. Uh, my guy, man, Embiid. We've been talking about it the last few weeks. Congratulations to him. Finally won MVP. That's awesome. He was both of our picks. Yeah. This year and last year. That's right. Should be back to back MVP. <laughs> but he finally got it. Uh he had a, a a great moment there with his team when it was announced. Um 
I thought it was interesting. I didn't I didn't know that they announced it on TNT. I don't know. If, I don't remember that I, being in the past. Yeah, I don't, I get confused. Like I don't, like usually I'll see on social media when the awards are given out. So I don't know like the mechanism for announcing it. Yeah. But I mean, I do remember. I mean, KD stood out. It was like, you know, he did a whole podium he did a whole, speech yeah, yeah. and he had teammates and all that. That. I mean, in some ways, that felt like the most like kind of iconic MVP oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. acceptance that I can recall. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know that there's like a set way to, hey, this is how we do MVP. I don't know. Maybe they just try different ways. <laughs> yeah, trying try to see which way sticks. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool for sure. Uh, and uh, apparently, he's supposed to be coming back um, in game two. We'll find out tonight and uh, see how see how that goes. How 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 surprised were you that Philly stole that first game there? Uh, I was pretty surprised, and, and uh, it makes me think if Embiid comes back, and we are talking about our current MVP, it's like there's been a lot of talk about a lot of teams, but Philadelphia has had the best playoff so far, hands down. Hasn't lost the game. They went into Series 1, took care of business in a sweep. They come with uh, down the MVP and win on the road to start the second series. They're 5-0. and Like, maybe, maybe something special is brewing here. It may be, and 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 what a time to be after I said, and I still do. I still believe this is my least favorite Sixers team, um, <laughs> and 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 wouldn't it be the team to go That's and win it all? My least favorite Sixers team as a diehard fucking Sixers and fan my I, whole life. I have to say this for my own benefit. I am like. Trash James Harden for years and years and years. I've not liked the way he's played and all that stuff. Um, he has done a lot of great things this year. We, we didn't know what he was going to do with the money at the beginning of the year, but he, he took a little yeah, bit of less. Yeah, he took a pay cut. He I made just, it, he made I'd never work. said another bad thing about him. Yeah, but but it's just been better and better and better. And I was joking around to some people like before the first game going, you know, Doc's probably got to roll by James and be like, hey, we need Houston, James. And basically he got him. Mm -hmm. You know, he delivered that performance on command. And then I love he had some quote, I don't know if it was after the game or different you know, different day, but he's like, you know, when I score forty or fifty points, people are like, You can't win that way. And then I score twenty points and have eleven and assist and they're like, Yeah, you're getting old, you can't play. And it's <laughs> I loved it. Like it's that great self awareness. Yes. And you know, even even departing Brooklyn, like, you know, he was kind of the guy that kind of low key said this wasn't about basketball. Like, these guys weren't playing basketball. They weren't trying to win. And, like, again, you see that, you know, that was kind of the what that That's that how it was. played out. And he got himself out of there and um, got to a better situation. I mean, even just accomplishing what they've accomplished up to today is better than anything Brooklyn did, you know, the whole time he was there. Yeah, it's um, better than anything we've ever so done. I, I, I mean, <laughs> so in the last couple of months, I in mean, I, like Mike Brown wins coach of the year deservingly. James Harden's become a likable veteran. And <laughs> I agree with Stephen A. Smith on several things. <laughs> my, my world is collapsing. <laughs> my, my, my world of just black and white opinions and clear-cut things. But yay, you know, I you gotta, and, they, and that's they, that's what okay. That, I mean, that's that thing. Like the first segment of the show, and we're talking about all this stuff with, you know, who's where or whatever. Like those three things I just mentioned, are, like, just exist in the moment. You know, like I didn't think Mike Brown was anything special. What did he do for eighty-two games in the playoffs? He was an excellent coach. James Harden, you know. Went from being the bloated strip club guy to being like this kind of like cool veteran leader on a team that's undefeated in the playoffs, and I'm here to see it. And, and, and if I'm wrong about a guy, I'm here to acknowledge that and mm -hmm. say, hell, hell of a job, man. Yeah, I mean, so far, fantastic. Yeah, 
Seriously, man. Definitely. Uh, and and they have to take advantage because the East is like it's just it's it's in shambles. I mean, I've been on the train all year saying Boston is not the same team. I don't know if it's the coaching. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's because Jalen Brown really wants to get out of there. I don't. I don't know because they have the same team. So uh, and they added Brogdon, who has played well for them. Um, so I don't know what's going on with Boston, but I do. I I, I just knew the whole season something's off. Milwaukee goes out before any one of us thought they were going out. Yeah. You know, uh, Miami, Jimmy is injured, but he's supposed to play next game. Like, the whole East is just it's so wide open. We thought the West was was the one that was wide open. But, I, I mean, but it used to look in the West. Like, what do we have? I mean, Denver looks excellent. They're, yeah. And they're, they're taking it to the Suns. But, you know, this series, the Lakers and Golden State – Started the playoffs as what six and seven seeds essentially. Yeah. They're in a conference semifinal, and you know, to me, it's still open game who wins. And you still would probably like either one of those teams with Denver, like their chances. I don't, I don't maybe not, maybe not with gun to your head, pick them to win, but like they can't go into a series with Denver thinking, oh, we're, we're out, man. Who's that? Which team? Either the Lakers or Golden State. No, 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 no. Full confidence. No, no. Whoever wins this series. Whoever wins the series. Yeah. I mean, and so I think the whole situation is really wide open. It is. It is. Um, I I, I mean, selfishly, I want Denver. If we can get past Boston. You want Denver in the final as a Sixers fan. Yeah. Then you have the clash of... That would of, be great for like, the league, man. Of, of old school slash new wave big men. Yeah. Like, it really is. Like, it really is. Like, physically, they're these big talented skilled hub players but they're kind of evolved enough and they can shoot enough that they don't quite look like a 80s matchup of like david robinson and patrick, Ewing, and patrick Ewing and that whole crew yeah yeah so we'll see man definitely definitely we'll see on that um while you you kind of touched on it this this phoenix denver series this is another thing, not trying to bring up LeBron, but I, this is for Kevin Durant. We talked about this last year, the Kevin Durant thing, yeah. and when they got swept by Boston, and we talked about – matter of fact, it came up in my memories today on Facebook, and I, I had every fucking mind to download it and bring it up on the show, but I forgot I was working. <laughs> and we were talking about all the players that were better than Kevin Durant after the sweep, right? And we got up to about six or seven names. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I remember we talked – would Tatum really – was the better man during that whole series last year. Kevin Durant cannot get swept in back-to-back playoff series. He's about to. He, he cannot get swept. I, the the, the, the <gasps> amount of excuses they built for a man that they have called the best player in the league for the past like three to four to five years. The amount of excuses I hear for this guy, you, it, can't, it, just, it cannot happen. First of all, if you're that guy, I don't care how great the other team is and what your team is missing. First of all, Chris Paul is an 80 year old man. That 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 fucking man is not the reason why you're you're going to get and, swept. And he's hurt. You know what I mean? He's yeah. always hurt. Yeah, yeah. But he's no, always he's, hurt he's, in every playoff run. He's and likely to miss the rest of the series. He was 16 years old, hurt in the playoff run. He's always hurt in every playoffs. I don't want to hear. There's no excuse. You have Devin Booker, a top five scorer in the game. You have you have Aiton. You have be a leader. Get these guys ready. You can't. Get Get swept in back-to-back years. You couldn't get swept last year against a young Boston team. For some kind of way, uh, God's grace, you, you that swept under the rug. Okay, but, you know when you had a healthy Kyrie, you had a healthy Brooklyn team that was swept under the fucking rug. And then this year, if you get swept by a Denver team that nobody believed in, um, you know that's 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 uh, that's unforgivable. Man. Even Anthony Edwards didn't get swept. Not even Anthony Edwards and the terrible. Timberwolves. The terrible Timberwolves. Those guys are shitty. They play shitty. 
They have a terrible superstar. I guess now. I guess now Anthony, and he should be regarded as the superstar of the team. He, he is. They should have one star. Period. That's a one star team. Yeah. I don't want to hear about any other stars on that team. <laughs> um, that just can't happen, Pink. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And to me, when I look at the flaws of Kevin Durant, the biggest single one is he. Do, he just is incapable of being a genuine leader. He is a hooper. Mm-hmm. He loves the game, but he is just that. Well, like you He's said, not he doesn't do the leadership. Curry, Curry leads in other ways, and you can yeah. see it. And I agree with that. That's why I didn't say anything to that point. You yeah. can see that. Um, um, Durant, like you said, there's there's no avenues of leadership. None. There's it's not. There's none. not the leading by leading even, by play. Even with with all the dysfunction in Brooklyn, like, and you could probably like track every single quote that he had. That related to sort of chemistry, team dynamic, off court. Like literally, his his default position is, "Hey man, let everybody be everybody." Yeah, that's it. Let Kyrie be. That's Kyrie. not you know that's yeah. that's it. You if, know if he, wants to he miss doesn't have anything miss. more than that. Yeah. And like again, when you look at this and look at what other people have accomplished in the sport. And what you've accomplished, you cannot. I'm more adamant that you cannot put Kevin Durant in any top 10 or 15 all-time configuration way stronger than putting Curry in a top 7, 5 to 7. I agree. um, On that. Because he's just completely lacking that. Yeah. And that's that's what it is, man. That is what it is. That's that's what it is, and and what and what happens is when you're, when you're only a scorer, and, and which KD is, and I mean, and, and he's a he, and he's an average defender. I mean, he can and, and that by that meaning he can defend the the paint. You know, he can, you know, but not but even that you know he's an average defender because he could do that decent. Okay, but even in that point, he's not a Giannis at that or or whatever. Okay, he has off games still, which everybody does. Right. So, so when you're, but, but, they put him in this stretch where he's the greatest scorer of all time. He's seven foot and he can dribble and he can shoot. He's not. He's yeah. he's, he's he's not. He's he's not the greatest scorer of all time. He's not. I can name three or four or five guys I would want to score the ball before KD. Yes. Uh, um. And, and and don't get me wrong. I know he's an elite scorer. He is an elite scorer. But what I'm saying is, you, 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 when you guys throw out these superlatives, these empty superlatives, the greatest score of all time, uh, the best player in the world, and he's better than this guy, better than LeBron, better than, like, you can't throw out empty superlatives like that to a guy that continuously just does not show up when when he when he needs to. Game two, you just can't go down 2-0 like they did. Went out like a sack of nuts. And he had a bad game. And that it, just like, and, like, and it was a 97-87 game. Like, that's just not even how basketball is being played right now. No. Like, how do you get drawn into a tractor pull like that when, when you're you're an elite scorer, you're coupled with Booker, and you, neither team defends particularly well? I, I was um, – I, I did two things. I read an article, and I was listening to uh, the guy who, who wrote the article talk about it. And it was basically a really detailed – um, I'll send it to you. It was a detailed thing about Kevin Durant's career and the offenses that he has been on, right? So, and OKC is, first of all, it's always been heavy isolated. So, in OKC, it was a heavy isolation ball, right? Yeah. Uh, Russ takes the turn. KD takes the turn, all right? And that was somewhat successful, but they had a lot of, a ton of pieces that would come in and generate and help. 
but still ultimately they failed because it was too heavy in isolation. All right. Uh, Just Black said, y'all starting early. Yeah, we had to start early today, man. I got to catch Joel and B, the MVP on the court. <laughs> so heavy isolation. Then he goes, what, from OKC or what? What were it was Eight, State. nine years to Golden State. He fits in the system. He does. But well, he had two or three blowups that this guy explained with Coach Kerr uh, saying, like, hey, man, I need to do me. I, I need right. more isolations. I, I I don't I don't I don't want to run around two to three streams. That's stuff in place. Like he didn't right. want to fit in. He wasn't comfortable doing it. Right. He, and, and, and that's and that's very misleading when people say, "Oh, he came in, he fit like a glove." No, he he, he didn't want to play that way. Right. But what he gave them was some, was like what made that group so good was that they could do the movement stuff. But then when things got stale, they yes. still had this guy that could just do the do one that. one thing. For 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 whatever you want to say, right. six to seven times a game. Yeah. But and, that's and not going to work twenty five to thirty times right. a game. Right. No. You're not gonna win like well, that. I mean, even like I mean And in Brooklyn it was a if shit you show, go, if you go back to Jordan, if you go back to Kobe and Shaq, like, you know, the the, the triangle offense is, is not the be all and end all of basketball. Right. But what that did for those teams, what Phil Jackson was always smart enough enough to know was that you gave a fluid structure that engaged all five players on the court that was your basis because you always know that your elite guys can go one-on-one iso get a post up do what they want to do when you need to but other rather than just having the game turn into 50 possessions of iso shack iso kobe or iso michael iso scotty you had this basic structure that kept the other players engaged exactly and when you needed to go and just iso it was still there that would always be there with great players but the 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 great thing was he he got them into buy-in enough to just keep everybody engaged and keep some little bit of movement going. So the game's not total isolation. Yeah. Um, and Black says again, I think KD is realizing exactly what you guys are saying. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I could have saved I, him a lot that. of time and a, bad, a lot of bad career decisions. <laughs> Put me on staff, KD. You got the lifetime deal with Nike? Throw me a few shekels. Exactly, man. Uh, once again, you guys are on the bench with Bubba and Pink, home of sports music and mayhem. Um, that was a little NBA talk. We're going to get right back to it with uh, Anthony Davis and the, and the Lakers series. Um, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Seafood Q. All right? This is uh, this has been trending. People have been talking about it. The food is, like, phenomenal uh, with the F, like Future say. Okay? <laughs> um, uh, and they're, they're, they're out again on Friday. Okay? You know how we do, black folks. We take over other people's holidays, and, and we're we're celebrating Cinco uh, de Seafood. That's what we're doing here <laughs> with Seafood Q. Okay? And uh, you want to get there early because, like I said, it's 3 p.m. until sold out. They're gonna She's going to sell out. All right. Yeah, you can see a couple pictures. I, I you know, it, I hope I got the quality good on there. But if, if it's not, that's my fault, not hers. The food is is so crazy. Where good. where's this location? So it's going to be. Uh, I have the address on that uh, 5900 Park Hamilton Boulevard in Orlando. Do you okay. know what you know what that is though? Is that I've been there. Uh, one I passed by one time. That's on the uh, other side of town from okay. where I live. But I'm still going to make that drive. <laughs> and it's not only seafood. If you're not into seafood, she has wings. You know all of that stuff, man. So uh, uh so definitely check her out. She has what you're looking for, and it's awesome. All right. She even is even further instructions. Okay. She's going to be parked in the complex 
by the front office, okay? It's a food truck. Oh, it's like an apartment it's a complex. Food, it, yeah, it's a food truck, so she's able to okay. go to parks or yeah. uh, complexes or wherever she needs to go uh, where she's going to get the most traction at, and she's going to have my traction for sure. <laughs> All right? So that's this Friday, Seafood Q. All right. So let's talk about some... Uh, I wanted to talk about this, too, just to break up the sports. We're going to get back to sports. Um, but uh, did you hear about uh, Jamie Foxx, man? I've heard about it. It's It's been, like, strangely cryptic. But if he's still in the hospital, which is my understanding, this is a tragedy. Yeah. Um, I've maintained for a couple years that there's no more talented an entertainer on the planet than Jamie Foxx. The, the complete diversity that can he can offer, you know, legitimate singing, legitimate comedy, legitimate dramatic acting, phenomenal, like, whatever, podcast, show, like, storyteller. This is, like, literally one of the most talented entertainers to ever walk the earth. Seriously. And for him, I think he's in his 50s. He's not terribly old. Mm-hmm. Um to be in this situation. Now, yeah, it, there it's, is an update now. It, yeah. It's sad. It is. It is. But I there mean, is there is an update. So he's been in a, about roughly three weeks or so. Okay. And um, he he actually broke his silence today. All right. He spoke? Yeah, he spoke. Oh. Um, he says, I appreciate all the love. Feeling blessed. Okay. Um, and he put that out on his uh, Instagram page. Um, I'm sure, it, you know, he probably had somebody to do it for him. But, uh, you know, he says he's feeling blessed. So it looks like he, he, he may make it through. And, we, uh, of course, we all hoping he makes it through. And, of course, his family yesterday sent out a message to everybody saying, you know, pray for Jamie. He's still in here, blah, blah, blah. So uh, for sure. I'm not a religious person. We know that well. But I'm going to tell you, uh, him saying blessed is I don't take that as a positive and not not on religious grounds. Mm that that's not specific feeling that's, blessed th- that's vague like yeah. that's that's like you know and, and you're asking for prayers that that means he's probably really not doing well and is basically just trying to acknowledge something i mean it, i don't i didn't take that as good news at all mm-hmm. i i'm i'm concerned that that's actually more concerning when you said he said something i i thought it might be like you a, know, a video, audio, or something. Something a little bit better than blessed. Yeah, like, you know, like, blessed. you know, hey, it, it's been a rough couple of weeks, but I'm starting to feel better and hope to see some of y'all soon. Like, something. Something, right. That That's that's awful. Um, now, I, I, I have my top five work from Jamie Foxx. I was going to list that out. You know, you, uh, a lot of times I do top fives on this show. I'm going get to that, get to that. But uh, randomly, I was watching um, Steve Harvey on um, – on uh, Shannon Sharp's podcast, and he was talking about a moment, and I'm going to just really quick here because you talked about his age here. Jamie Fox is is 55 years old, right? All right, and um, you got Steve. Steve, I, I just I was curious, and Steve Harvey is 66. Okay, so Steve Harvey was double Satan. <laughs> he was talking about his how he broke into the industry or what have you and and stand up. So you know, and a lot of those guys they started out stand up. Same thing with Jamie Fox and and Cedric Entertainer. So uh, um, Steve is telling a, a story about how he was you know trying to break in the industry. He's really poor and he spent his last thirty dollars to go up to um, I, I'm pretty sure it was New York uh, to the show. He got a call and um, so he made it to the show. 
um, and spent his last dollar to get there. And when he gets into the room, here is uh, a J- young Jamie Foxx and a Cedric Entertainer. First time he's meeting these people in his, his entire life. And they're going on this on this show. It was um, it's just hit me. You know when they when they can boo people off and stuff like that. Um, like the Gong Show or like the Apollo thing. Apollo, 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 right? So they're going up there, and Steve went last, but he said Jamie Foxx went first. And and when Jamie Foxx went up to do his comedy routine at that time, and Jamie's got to be really young. He's what, like I just say, eleven years younger than Steve. So if you can imagine how young Jamie is at this time, he goes up on the stage and they're booing him, really booing him. His uh, comedy routine about to kick him off, and then he goes to singing. And when he goes to singing, he gets the entire crowd. Now everybody's clapping. He said he's never seen anything like that in his entire life. From and I'm talking about because the Apollo crowd is really aggressive, right? Yeah. So from then to go to completely booing to them completely standing up and cheering and yeah. clapping is crazy. That goes to your yeah. To but your that's talent, the thing, like like Sidor, like who else could do that other than him? <laughs> exactly. Like, and I'm sure when he's saying like it is. It's as good as any singer. Like <laughs> right. it's, it's crazy. I mean, exactly. One of my, I mean, I, you're, I guess you got your top five. I just wanted yeah, to interject yeah. and say, like, I love. There's a oh, segment. Oh, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a segment I've seen him do a couple times where it's it's you know, he impersonates like back to back to back like oh, okay, Prince, yeah. Luther Vandross, yeah. and and like sing stuff in there, and it's just crazy. Yeah, and it sounds like so much like them. Yeah, and it's insane. And that's man. the underrated thing because impersonations is, is its own thing. It's like a form of entertainment. It's not really comedy. It's not really singing. It's not you know, but it's its own like thing and he's yeah. like one of the best at that as well yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? and then when he seductively sings the brady bunch song I mean, <laughs> yeah. my god i mean just that's insane it's insane man oh so i'm gonna run down my top five of work from jamie fox all right um i'm gonna give as an honorable mention i'm Ooh, gonna give um taking uh, a little license here yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna give any given sunday an honorable mention not only because this is a sports uh you know related show uh but any given sunday was a really good it was a good movie and uh it was funny it was in, it was interesting and it was based loosely off of a true story there so i, I want to give any given sunday an honorable mention there all right but it, it just it, it, it had no chance to break my top five here <laughs> all right number five Top five work from Jamie Foxx is the Jamie Foxx show, okay? Uh, that was sort of a lot of people's introduction to Jamie. And um, it was in an era of all of these dope, you know, sitcom shows, especially the, the the UPN era was a lot of black shows. You know, you got Martin and you have Fresh Prince and you have, you know, all of those I can keep on and on and on. And although you may not rate the Jamie Foxx show uh, uh, above those or what have you, we still watch. And it was still in the same neighborhood as those. And he was hilarious. And uh, that show did really well and was on for a number of years. Okay, the Jamie Foxx show coming in at number five. All right. Coming in at number four is actually a movie. All right. It's called Collateral. Uh, I'm not, not sure. With Tom Cruise, seen it. yeah. Love, low key, love that <laughs> it's, it's, movie. It's, it's, yes, low key, love that movie. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. I wrote that down. Low key, love that movie. That, yeah, cause, I mean, Jamie was like a like a cab driver, a, a taxi cab driver. Yeah, and Tom Cruise was playing like a kind of like a villain, which was kind of yes. not his normal bag. Uh huh. That was great. And who was the female? It was a female, right? That they uh, were trying you, to. You don't know the. Oh, I don't know her name. Damn. I don't know her name. 
Uh, but yes, he I was. May, I may have jerked off to her. <laughs> he was basically held as a uh, as a hostage, and um, he was, um, you know, they received he received some nom- nominations, Oscars for a support actor for that role. Uh, of course, Tom was the the lead role. And he, and that also that experience generated some good Jamie Foxx Tom Cruise stories. Yeah, because Tom Cruise is a love him or hate him, he's a unique character. <laughs> yeah, and so Jamie always had like material of the time that they worked together that was just like. Only Tom Cruise. <laughs> For sure. Coming in number three is another movie. I really wanted to go higher with this movie. Django. Um, I'm trying to be objective here. Django is my favorite Jamie Foxx work of all really? time. Really? Uh, but if I have to be objective, he was uh, technically a supporting actor. And when people think about that movie, they think about Leonardo DiCaprio, for, for the, you know, DiCaprio first before they think Jamie. All right. So um, just being objective. Uh, but of course, he was acting as a free slave and all of the, 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 the movie, um, the Oscar nominations that they received for that movie was awesome. All right. So it has to be on the list. Um, I, I got to share a quick story on Django. So go. I saw Django on on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. And uh, I was horribly sick. <laughs> and I don't remember the movie super well, but there was a point in time that it felt like the movie was ending. And then there was about another 45 minutes. (laughs) And I'm talking like fever, ready to vomit, in the theater watching this. And I was like overjoyed when I thought the movie was ending. Yeah. And then that extra 45 minutes made me dig to a very dark place I don't know I've ever been before. (laughs) And we capped that off by having Christmas dinner at Denny's. Oh man, it make you sicker. And that's why I've never seen Django, Django again, <laughs> and I've not forgotten that day. I love Django, man. Number two, uh, I'm cheating a little bit here um, because I want to pick two. What's new? Actually, come. I know. Right? <laughs> Actually, comes from his singing career. All right, so we got slow jams. All right, for the people, you know, she say she wants some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, a little Anita, and we can. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, you're getting there, but I didn't think you were gonna stop. I, I, you know, <laughs> I want y'all to be throwing me, throwing your panties up on the screen, and and getting me trying to get me music contracts. But that's that's. I got slow jams there, and of course, um, uh, uh blame it on the alcohol. All right. Uh, Blame It On Alcohol is technically his biggest song, his biggest record. You know, it it stayed at number one on the billboards for like 20 or 30 weeks or something crazy. Um, But Slow Jams is my favorite Jamie Foxx song. And it it made it number one on the billboard as well. I'm glad you mentioned Panties. Because there was one of his uh, musical comedy things. He's at a piano. He's performing in an auditorium, and he's you know kind of hits a few little sexy things. And he looks up at the top at this girl, and I like he goes, "Panties wet, aren't they?" <laughs> <laughs> that was just like That's oh, classic. it was beautiful. That's classic. Beautiful. Man. And uh, coming in at number one uh, uh, is Ray, of course, man. Um, I, I, I'm glad you said Ray. Uh, yeah, Ray. Uh, you know he's playing Ray Charles there. He won an Oscar for it. He was the lead role. All right, for best, and he won for best actor. And I mean, he just, just from the mannerisms to just, he just killed and nailed everything apart about that movie, man. It was crazy good. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was. Uh, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even necessarily a super Ray Charles fan, and I didn't see it in the theater, but I eventually saw it, and I was like, that was really incredible. Um, uh, uh, so I don't know. I don't know about that, Coach. Coach Rudy says the, the, the lady was uh, Jada Pinkett. Oh. 
I don't I don't I don't know if that was Jada. I take back jerking off then. <laughs> Can I run that one back? We'll look that up. Hey Black, you said post apply on your community board. I don't know if I know how to do that, but if I find it, I will. Um I'll do that. Let me see if um no, I can't post it here, can I? <laughs> uh and yes, yeah, so that is my top five for uh, the top Jamie Foxx. And for that seafood flyer, like uh, Black is asking for, I'll 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 post it. Um, yes, on the the, like, the YouTube channel. You just have to go to the YouTube channel and, and you'll see it on there. But again, to cover the five, number five is Jamie Foxx show. Number four is the movie Collateral. Number three is Django. Two is the song Slow Jams and uh, Blame It on the Alcohol. And number one is Ray. All right, man. Well, yeah, we're pulling for you, Jamie, and we yeah, love your talent. Man, I hope man. there's more things to add to this top five. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, here. Um, can't forget about our very first sponsor, Overkink.com. Hope you're staying kinky. Use promo code Bubba Pink, and you receive a discount on all, and I do mean all, of your bedroom needs. Hell all right. yeah. A couple of quick hitters here, and then we're going to head off. All right. Um, I'm just going to click them, and we'll see where it takes us. <laughs> AD, Anthony Davis, man. He's been playing crazy, been playing out of his mind. Uh, we don't know if he can keep it up health-wise. Another one of these just tough ones for me. It's like I've always been an AD basher, and he's playing so good right now. I, I can't say a bad word about him. He seems to have an advantage. Um, we knew he had one last series. Um, but this series, I didn't think it would be that this that big of a mismatch as it as it played out to be. But – when he's, I mean, when he's playing like this, that's the issue. When he's playing, period. Number one, and when he's playing like this, number two. That, this you know, is, I mean, this tough guard. This is what every AD supporter always saw of him, like that he's capable of this that we're watching right now. And because of injury, because of weirdness, like we haven't seen this very much. And so it's kind of like, is he actually that guy or not? But again, he he's a you know at at what he is now, he's an extremely long, rangy, athletic guy who has a great knack for defending and rebounding. He's he's not an enjoyable scorer to watch, but he has enough in his bag to score score well. And and I think when he's engaged on both ends, you're just you're just getting a guy full of confidence and full of talent, and that's t that's tough to deal with. Yeah, I mean, like again, you. Know, it, it wouldn't necessarily be that much of a mismatch, but like Kevin Looney's very good at what he does, but he's like a two trick pony. That's it. I mean, AD at health at ability is, is on a completely different level. So I'm not necessarily surprised by that. And Looney, you know, he's long and he's persistent on the glass. He doesn't have anything that's going to bother AD to me. Now, if he gets into a situation with, you know, maybe Jokic brings some different dynamic. Maybe if they get to the finals and play an Embiid, maybe that that's something those type of guys can can make him more uncomfortable or get him out of his comfort zone, which he's clearly in right now. But I mean, I, I don't. I mean, the only thing that's going to stop him in this series is injury. He's a really good matchup for for Jokic. Uh, uh, Jokic doesn't stand a chance because this version of AD. Um, the Warriors are in a unique situation. First of all, I, I love Kerr, man. Even though they lost that game, Kerr is just a – he is a um, – he makes adjustment. He's an adjustment monster. 
Uh, <laughs> like you could, I love it when you can like visibly see the adjustments that he makes. Uh, the, especially like the one where they had to put Curry on the ball. But anyway, uh, my point to that is, I wonder what adjustment they're going to make to this because they're in a unique situation to where I want to see Draymond more on AD, but then you have absolutely nowhere to put Looney. And but Looney is your best rebounder on the entire team. Can't take him out because uh, AD and LeBron are rebounding like crazy. So this is a this is a, a, a I wouldn't want to be in this coaching seat here. No, I I did because I I was worried about this matchup. I didn't like this matchup for Golden State for the reasons that that you said. Um, you know, Green is at his best as like a versatile swiss army knife defensively and a verbal coordinator on the fly but in this series you, you, he has to be more of an individual defender because of their personnel he's got to guard lebron he's got to guard ad and he doesn't get to do as much off the ball coordinating and wreaking of havoc that that you do plus combine that with the fact that the lakers tend to play at a slower tempo so it, it green does a lot of great stuff in transition defense it, it's almost in this series, you're not necessarily going to have as many opportunities to 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 be in open floor situations than you did against a team like the Kings or or probably a team like like the Grizzlies had they been better. So this is really a tough matchup for the uh, for Golden State. And if AD and LeBron you know string together you know four or five really strong games, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be it's, tough. It's, you know, styles make fights as we yeah. hear all the time. Uh, but but you know that's what adjustments are made for, and that they're at the top of the the food chain. So we'll see how what the, what this series brings out. But yeah, shout out to AD. I definitely we definitely wanted to uh, uh, bring him up. We couldn't just leave him out of today's show uh, after the, the type of performance he has had uh, last game and over the last couple of series. Oh wait, timeout. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> there was one caption. It said it was literally like uh, "L.A. browbeats Golden State." <laughs> Bro, I love that though. I mean, that was great. Now, um, another thing that hit kind of social media hit social media hard yesterday and today is the Grizzlies uh, coming out with they won't be re-signing Brooks. And um, for some people that don't know, like this is extremely early for teams to be. If you if you just noticed, even teams that are out of the playoffs. You haven't even heard who they're going to be re-signing or not. Like, and they've been out. They, they haven't been. They haven't played basketball in almost a month, right? Like, you just don't hear this news this early. Well, I mean, the reality is the free agent market, the draft, the the trade market. There's so many variables. I mean, if you're an intelligent team, like you've got to go into this whole sequence with like literally multiple plans because so many different things can happen. And again, it is seldom good business to to be definitive on a player because you don't know how things are going to fill out. You could absolutely quietly want to move on from Dylan Brooks and and kind of try a bunch of stuff, but if nothing works, like, you know, you might have to typically welcome that guy back to the fold and be happy to move forward, mend fences. But this is a savage move. It's, it's, it's this strong, is man. at your exit meeting, you know, on a young player. Yeah. Like, you know, who's been a part of your core to just say we're not bringing you back under any circumstances. Under any circumstance. <laughs> they just torpedo If you if you say I'll play for you on a minimal contract, no. Yeah. Under any circumstance. And and, 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 and I mean they they're to, not just I mean they're they're literally torpedoing his value. Yeah. Because literally after that 
he's not going to get anything other than like a one-year deal or yeah. minimum level Nothing stuff. of value. Nothing of value. But here's part B that I like. This is what should happen when you're a dick. And like an this is absolutely <laughs> what should happen. Yeah. And most of the times, you know, people, you know, they, they finesse around this and they, they play mental gymnastics. This guy was a dick, a fake tough guy, and he got exposed. And that's what this was. He's always been on the edge. And it was funny because somebody recounted, I mean, he was the guy that freaking threw Peyton on the ground last year mm-hmm. and injured him. Um, he had a couple of other incidents of like injuring guys, hitting guys in the balls. It's just like, dude, we don't need you in the game of basketball. Right. Basketball is bigger than you, better than you. And if all you've got is this like faux tough guy gamesmanship, Get out of here. Yeah. And I'm glad the Grizzlies are doing this. And I hope the teams, you know, across the board, like, kind of don't have a market for this. He, he's, a, he's a unique type of player because he needs to be on a on a contending or a good team to, to, to really show his value, for his value to shine through. Like, he can't go to a young, like a, a Magic, Houston Rockets. Like, those teams can't utilize him. It makes no sense. Well, I, I, because you don't you don't want him he's not he's not the leadership type of guy. Well, like, what what okay, and I don't like him and I don't believe in him and I think more specifically how this whole Lakers thing went from I poke bears to I'm not talking to the press, like that is that. a weakness of character. Yeah. That is a fatal flaw. That's who you are. That's who you'll always be. And for for me like that specific sequence Get rid of him. Yeah. And I completely endorse the Grizzlies. In another universe, like sometimes younger, mentally weaker teams, they might actually benefit from a, a guy that kind of is like the agitator type guy. Nah. I don't know. They they might. He, he's a, he needs a culture to save him. Like he needs a Boston Celtics. He needs like like I I I, 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 I guess we're looking at it from different uh, di- different eyeglasses. You're looking at it as a team could use him. What team can use him? But I'm kind of looking at it because his like you said his value has torpedoed. How can well, I, I he bounce back? Because, he can't. He can't. He'll go to well, a bad team and get lost because the team's well, going to be shitty. No, no, They're going to lose. See, that's the thing. I I think it, I I don't think he fits a good team because I think good teams now know what this guy is. Yeah. He's all bark, no bite. And when when we're in these playoff series, we need dudes to play. Yeah. And I think any good team he's not attracted to anymore. I think his pathway to rehabilitation, first humble yourself and get some mental toughness, like real substantive mental toughness, not quotes and stupid dances coming into the arena. But but toughness. Hit shots under duress. You work your ass off. Defend. Stop hitting people in the freaking balls and be a man. Now, if he wants to do that, to me, if you kind of you know kind of improve your persona, you go to a younger team, you bring that like that fiery defense, that little verbal chip on your shoulder and, and substantiate that with, you know, some good defense and some shot making. I think you can kind of rehab yourself a little bit. There's always the risk of getting lost on a on a bad team. But the Magic might not be a bad team anymore. They might be moving up and and again, let's let's just play this out. Dylan Brooks does the work on himself, signs to the Magic, becomes like a bench energy defensive guy and the Magic, you know, kind of get in the mix and maybe they're a 7 seed next year and Brooks is one of these guys that's kind of part of that he's 
if that happened, he's kind of rehabbed himself about as much as you could. About as much as you could. You know, I don't buy it. But I but, don't either. But, I but, want him but, out of the league. <laughs> I, I, I want him in Taiwan with Dwight Howard. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not completely mad at it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want him getting teabagged in Bangkok from a lady boy. <laughs> Shout out to our guest. Um, <laughs> Shout out to our guest. Yeah, the black guy we had. Right <laughs> that was talking about this stuff. Yeah, that's my coworker, Greg yeah. Jackson. Shout out to Greg, man. <laughs> um, it almost made it sound like he got teabagged. No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Greg. Oh, good. I wouldn't do that to you. Don't do it to me either. <laughs> 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 um, lastly, before we get out of here, I just thought this was, I don't want to say funny, but interesting to say the least. So it's a 78-year-old woman. She has already robbed two banks in her past, like years ago, years and years ago. In her, in her, back in her prime? <laughs> she was recently arrested again for a third heist in Missouri, near, you know, I think near Kansas City. Shout out to Mahomes. And his brother situation. We'll get to that another time. Uh, but this 78-year-old woman, she handed a note. She, like, handed a, you know, she did the note thing. Yeah. And basically, she was, like, robbing them, but robbing the, but apologizing at the same time. Like, I'm sorry I have to do this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. But hand over this $900,000. <laughs> you know? No. And then, and then, she, then she slid the second note. Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have long to live. <laughs> if I'm going to make it out of the bank and spend any of this. And then she made it out of the fucking bank. Who is who is securing this bank? I don't know. But she made it out of the bank, miles down the road. Police got her. She was heavily drunk and intoxicated, they said. <laughs> Um, was she heavily drunk during the, the heist? Or, yeah, or, uh, they got it. Yeah, because they, they I pulled. I thought she might have went for a couple celebratory pops after the heist. That's 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 a good question. That's I mean that that is I'm, I'm thinking I'm automatically assuming she at least rushed out of there and tried to make her getaway. But okay, if you're an employee of the bank, like I, maybe they just have like that general rule: if somebody asks, just give it to them. We yeah, got the cash. yeah. Because I worked. Because I'm like, why that. would you? Yeah. Like, why would you like? feel like this lady could do any harm to you like yeah. you know you could probably just kick her in the forehead and if that's the and if that's the 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 thing why have security there <laughs> exactly what what like what what can they do if they can't stop an 80 year old woman from you know from robbing a place off of a note what are they going to do if you know, whatever 20 armed men come in like in the movies and right exactly what are, like if they can't do nothing with any old woman they're just stealing money themselves <laughs> they're robbing yeah. <laughs> just calling it a salary they're just calling it a salary man. that's true like yeah, I mean, like if you can't stop her like what good are you what good are you <laughs> what if something real goes down here i mean did she have like a weapon or like the, the so, any article i read didn't show any weapon just the notes it's that easy man wow <laughs> i don't know man i don't know i i need a security guard uh so I, we had jenkins on here one time yeah uh we need somebody to explain that to us because i just that, that I don't is man. man that is the only thing i could think of is you just like i'm in the wrong profession if if confronted with any sort of attempted robbery you you just provide the funds and we will rely on you know, the cameras and whatever else to, to detain that person at a safer time. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. That's crazy, though. Yeah, super crazy. <laughs> super crazy. 
hurry the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then the funny thing is, is like, did she write that note, like, in the moment? Or did she, like, leave the house with that one ready to drop as number two? <laughs> 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 and like, what other notes did she yeah, have what other to no- <laughs> write possible scenarios? I'm fucking serious. Like, what, what, what else was there? More twenties. I don't want. I, I can't do anything with all these hundred dollar bills. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> all right. Before we get off here, Celtics are up three, and beat off to a slow start, as I imagine. Uh, he has two two points, but from the free throw line, he's zero for two. Okay. Uh, with I think I saw I thought I saw two fouls. It went down to one magically. Right. Um. So maybe they took one back. <laughs> made a challenge. Made a challenge. Tobias Harris is already one for five. He's out to a blazing start. <laughs> Came out firing. <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 with a blindfold on. <laughs> Read the room. Jeez <laughs> Louise, the MVP is back. We got, we, got, we got to get Tobias started. <laughs> I always like Juan's big on that. Yeah, man, we got we got to get somebody going. Like, you know, like he'll name some. Uh, yeah, got to get him like, going. No, we just need to play basketball. If you can't get going in the flow, you, you probably need to be on the bench here. Right. Out of harm's way. <laughs> Out of harm's way. Yeah, for real, man. I mean, oh, man. the only way you say, like, the only way you say that is if you have like a like a guy who the ball is just stopping with and it's not moving at all. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, we got to move the ball so that other people can be involved. But the notion of like everything else is operating okay, the ball's moving, but we got to take special time to make sure you get a couple shots. You're just not that guy. <laughs> just go sit down, think about other pursuits. Yeah. Yeah. Any interesting takes on that Miami Knicks series? Have you been watching at all? I watched part of the the first game. I was I was actually playing soccer when when uh, the game second game. I mean, I, I trust in Jimmy. If Jimmy's able to play, if he's able to play, I I think the Heat win probably maybe around six games. Uh, if Jimmy's compromised and just can't be a shadow of himself, then the the doors open, and I probably say the Knicks would win because combination of Jimmy and Hero being out is probably too much That's to too overcome much. over a stretch of games. Yeah. But I, 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 I think Jimmy will come back, and I think that they'll probably win the series. Do you want to comment on taking your first coaching loss? <laughs> I faced off against Pink in a, in a, in a rec league game, and I was a coach. He was a coach. I, I, I thought I coached well. We lost by uh, – First of all, we only lost by like what seventeen, <laughs> something like that. It was uglier early, but you closed the gap to seventeen. I closed the gap. Uh, granted, you did have one of your best players uh, leave uh, <laughs> mysteriously second quarter at halftime. So, halftime. There's like so many great moments of men's league basketball, and that was one of them. So we get off to a great start. This particular player, Tommy's having a great game, and we're like in the maybe a little past the middle of the first half, and he goes, "Pink, what time is it?" I look at my phone. I'm like, seven twenty. So okay, I gotta go. And like he plays another like two or three possessions, checks himself <laughs> out, changes his shoes, and he's gone. <laughs> like no, no other explanation. Like I gotta play in another game that tips off at eight. Uh, like whatever, my weed man is is uh, you know only available for the next thirty minutes. Like, what what? Nothing. What is it? Didn't give us anything. Just left. Um, that that's only top by one time I was in the JCC playoffs. We we're in the final. We get to halftime. Police 
actual police enter the gym and take our best player out of the gym. And he was out of the gym for the entire third quarter. But then he returned, checked in and played the fourth, and we won. (laughs) So, like, to actually have your best player questioned by police in in the middle of a rec league final... I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's pretty special. Hey, yo, man. You, you can't wait to after the game. This is a championship <laughs> game. This is great. Oh, we were, we were in a pro-am final, and a player at halftime found out that he was going to be a dad. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Did he stay or did he go to the hospital? No, he, he finished the game. actually made it to the after party. <laughs> no, he didn't. It wasn't. We're not at the hospital yet. This was like, hey. We need to talk. <laughs> oh, 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 like I'm pregnant. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's different. That's different. Yeah. Because I always wondered if I'm really doing something important and, and, yeah. and you know, and I have a girl that's about to have a baby at the hospital. I always wonder am you I probably got to go. Unless, unless you're, like, functioning at a professional level. Okay. I think you got to go. You got to go. The hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another guy, so, dude, we were playing a, a, a pro-am game at the downtown uh, rec, and a guy had his car stolen during the game. Mm. So it came out post game in no car, <laughs> and better yet, it was his girlfriend's car. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Good times, man. It is. Good times. It is. So. Well, all right. Well, you guys have been on the bench on the bench podcast of Bubba and Pink. We'll be back next week with Abson actually, and um, and like uh, and like Black commented, I'm going to put that um, the 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 flyer of the seafood queue up on our page. You'll be able to go find it. All right. Thank you.